You're listening to Expat Property Story, a podcast in which I share my story to smooth the way for you to have your own Expat Property Story. Hello there, episode 26 here, welcoming you to this special mini-series in collaboration with Sean, the property tax accountant, in which we're providing pocket-sized daily portions of infotainment on matters relating to property tax. We've already covered property ownership and group structures in the episodes immediately preceding this one, so today's conversation is all about capital gains tax. As ever, none of this content should be construed as advice, so please consult your professional advisors prior to acting on the information set forth herein. I stole that last bit from the internet. Let's get started. So, Sean, capital gains tax. Right. Yes, the purpose of this episode is to make British expats aware of their potential exposure to capital gains tax, in particular, whether they sell the properties that they may own, whether they're living abroad at that time, or perhaps just after they've returned to the UK. So I think it's probably worth just talking about, well, what are capital gains and what is capital gains tax? And it's it's best to really start with that in the context of a UK resident, and then we can talk about the differences between a UK resident and an expat. So what is a capital gain? It's simply the profit that's earned when selling an asset. So just simply the difference between the selling price and the original cost, but then also you get to deduct any costs associated with either purchasing the asset, such as stamp duty, and any cost of selling the asset, such as your estate agent fees. And then it's really important as well to consider any other capital related expenses that you've incurred. So perhaps you have built an extension and that would be a capital related cost. So you deduct all of those costs to arrive at your profit. And then that profit would then be subject to capital gains tax if that asset was sold by an individual. And if it was an individual and they were a UK tax resident, depending on whether they are a basic rate taxpayer or a high rate taxpayer, they would currently pay tax at either 18% of that gain or 28%. But it is worth just keeping in mind that individuals also benefit from an annual tax-free capital gains allowance, which is currently around about 12 and a half grand, which is a major plus. Now, I should add here is, is that if somebody was selling their own home, then generally speaking, capital gains tax does not apply if they've lived in their own home for the entire duration, because they would actually benefit from something called private residence relief, and therefore no capital gains tax would apply. Capital gains tax generally applies only to second properties or more. So what about expats? Well, this is an interesting one, and it's actually quite hard to believe if we look at the history behind it. Prior to 2015, non-UK residents for tax purposes didn't pay capital gains tax on UK residential property, regardless of whether they were selling an investment property, so a second property, or what was their previous main resident. I now find this, as we look back, absolutely amazing that non-UK tax residents would not pay capital gains tax. <laughs> so, Encouraging us to leave the UK. <laughs> well, that's exactly what happened in many ways. The rules were completely abused, mainly because the threshold to become non-resident for tax purposes is that individuals would just need to leave the UK for just one year. So, of course, people with lots of assets to sell that had made great big gains, they would literally just leave the UK for a year, become non-resident, sell their assets, 
And then the next day, we return back to the UK again, having not paid any tax, unlike every other UK resident. Appropriately, the rules were adjusted. The first key one is that to now qualify as a non-resident for capital gains purposes, now I'm not talking income tax now, but for capital gains purposes, you now need to have been out of the UK for five complete tax years. But clearly, that makes a big, big difference. You can't just lie on a beach for a year <laughs> and enjoy that tax-free income. The saving grace here, though, is to help people with their tax planning, I guess, and particularly for those of us that have been out of the country for a long time, is that capital gains tax only applies to gains made by non-residents for those gains made after the 5th of April 2015. So in reality, what that means is if somebody has owned a property for, let's say, 20 years, only the last seven years of that game would be taxable as we sit here in 2022. And of course, you would take advantage of those capital gains tax allowances of 12500 Yes, indeed, the capital gains tax allowance would still apply. I think that the best thing to do in, in this case, actually, is just walk through a couple of scenarios to see how that would apply to different people's potential situation here. Let's imagine now we had an expat that they moved abroad in 2011. And then uh, subsequent to that, let's say in 2013, they bought an investment property. Then they decide to sell it in 2022. So in that case, clearly that individual has been away for a long time, more than five years, and therefore they would be considered a non-resident for capital gains tax purposes. In this case, because of the 2015 rule, capital gains tax would only apply to gains made since 2015. Therefore, the gain that they made between buying the property in 2013 and then when 2015 and the rules changed, that would be tax-free. Now let's assume that they purchase a home in the UK in 2011 whilst they were still living there. Subsequent to that, in 2014, they moved abroad. They then sell the property in 2022. And in this case, they've been away sufficiently to be considered non-resident for capital gains purposes. In this case, the capital gains tax would apply between 2015 and 2022. So therefore, the gain that they made between 2014 and 2015, when the rules change, would also be tax-free. And then they would also benefit from what's called private residence relief, for the period that they lived in the property when they initially purchased it. So that would be from 2011, when they were living in the UK and purchased the property, up until the point of which they uh, left the UK in 2014. Let me put my own situation into the mix. We bought a property in 2003. It was our principal private residence. We left in 2006, turned it into a buy-to-let, and we've been in Hong Kong ever since. Okay. So in your case, from the point at which you bought the property in 2003 and, and you moved to Hong Kong in 2006, assuming that you were living in the property as your main residence at that time, there you would benefit from the private residence uh, relief and therefore there'd be no capital gains tax associated with that period. Then from the period from 2006 when you moved up until 2015, that too would be free of capital gains tax because that was the point at which the new rules did not apply. You would, however, be liable to capital gains tax from 2015 up until the point at which you sold it, assuming that is today in 2022, when you're living in Hong Kong. 
But if we didn't sell it until we moved back to the UK, that would be a problem. We would be worse off if we did that. These are more complex cases where you definitely want to speak with your advisor, but it could be more beneficial for you to sell that property before you leave Hong Kong and return to the UK. The the reason uh, for that is as you are currently considered non-resident, then you would only pay capital gains tax for the period between uh, 2015, when the rules changed, uh, and today. Whereas if you were to return to the UK, you would then be considered a UK tax resident once more. You would therefore not benefit from any of, let's say, the more favourable capital gains tax rules for non-UK residents. And therefore, the entire period, you didn't live in that property. So from 2006, let's say, to 2022, when you moved back to the UK, that period would be taxable. So indeed, it may well be more beneficial for you to sell that property just from a tax perspective. Obviously, you do not make commercial decisions solely based on tax, but indeed, it may well be more beneficial to sell that property before you leave. So let's say we had some work done in the property in that time. That's all tax deductible, right? Generally speaking, yes. So there's this uh, notion of whether something is a capital or revenue expense. Um, Generally, there's a motivation for people to treat all expenses as revenue expenses, because that would mean that those expenses are immediately tax deductible. But those are generally just general repairs and maintenance and maintaining the standard of the property. But improvements such as reconfiguration of a house for a HMO, that would generally be a a capital expense, would not be tax deductible from income tax at that time, but then would be deductible from a capital gains tax perspective at the point of selling that property. How can you provide evidence of that? Is bank statements enough or would you need receipts? Ideally, receipts. The more evidence that you can um, provide or keep, the the better. It's, It's just general good housekeeping. Let's not forget you only have to keep these records for yourself. You never need to provide them to HMRC unless you have an inquiry. Clearly, the best form of evidence is a receipt. Failing that, it would be a bank statement. In addition, what is also helpful is before and after photographs to really evidence that that work has been done. Three things to remember from today's episode. Firstly, the five-year rule. To qualify as a non-resident for capital gains tax purposes, you need to have been out of the UK for five complete tax years. Secondly, for expats considering returning to the UK, you need to remember that once you become tax resident in the UK, you may become liable for tax on all capital gains globally, not just those from the UK. So if you have assets abroad, it may well be worth selling them before you return to the UK. Similarly, if you have been out of the UK for a long time and you are considering selling your original family home that you have been renting out since becoming an expat, purely from a tax perspective, it may well be worth selling it before you become tax resident in the UK. For complex scenarios such as these, you should definitely speak to your tax advisor. I hope you found today's episode useful and if you want to keep abreast of matters relating to property tax, you could do a lot worse than join Sean's mailing list, which you can do via his website, which is propertytaxaccountant.uk. And he's also on Instagram. Search for at property underscore tax underscore accountant underscore UK. Tune in tomorrow when we'll be discussing compliance. Please rate, review and subscribe and we'll see you then. Expat. 
property story. <laughs>